Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about Daily Daf Differently, please visit jcastnetwork.org slash ddd. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Hello and welcome once again to Daily Dop Differently. This is Jeremy Kalmanowski and today we're studying page Kuf Nun Pei 155. This will be my final page on Shabbat, uh, one of the final pages here in the, in the tractate itself. Uh, and we're going to continue the conversation of the commandment of Sa'ar Ba'alei of not causing pain to animals. Yesterday we spoke about the uh, animals carrying commercial burdens. Today we're going to talk about the commandment that is required to feed your own animals, to care for them. Uh, the second paragraph of the Shema, for example, notes that God makes the rain come uh, and sprouts sprouts uh, plants on the earth uh, for your animals to eat, and then you will be sated and, uh, and blessed yourself. The idea is that a human being, this gives rise to the law, that a human being may not eat him or herself until having taken care of the animals under his or her stewardship and care. Uh, you know, it's important to say that Judaism is certainly not PETA, the People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals, uh, against all sort of animal medical research and, and use of animals. We're not vegans here. Obviously, this is a, I mean, uh, some of you may be vegans, but it's Judaism does not have a vegan imperative perfectly kosher to eat animals, perfectly kosher to wear to wear leather, but but the pointless causing of pain to animals is is certainly uh, certainly inappropriate. Of course we make you know our Torah scrolls and our tefillin out of animals as well. So it is it is appropriate to to use animals, to work with animals in agriculture. Uh, I would say that in, in contemporary times it's appropriate to medical test animal you know to do medical testing on animals. But it's certainly not appropriate to pointlessly uh, uh, cause pain to animals and pointlessly to fu- fail to fulfill your stewardship. And that's what we're mostly focusing on today: is the commandment of feeding your animals even on Shabbat, but of course with restrictions, because this is Tractate Shabbat. This is all about uh, about the human rest on Shabbat. And so it is said that that there are certain kinds of feeding that are appropriate and certain kinds that are not. Um, you want to reduce the amount of tircha. This is the the Talmudic expression and modern Hebrew expression as well for for uh, undue effort on a human being's part. So you want to to feed animals in the the least stressful way to you, to the simplest way to you. Not force feed animals, unless of course the only way that these baby animals perhaps will eat is if you put the food right in their mouths. But ideally, what you want to do is in the simplest way place the food before those animals, and only those animals which are dependent upon you for food. If you, for example, are, are uh, keeping birds, the birds can uh, forage for their own food. If you're keeping bees, the bees can forage for their own food. But if you have geese, if you have cows, if you have animals, if you have dogs that, that uh, would not eat except for yourself, except for your own effort, then you should feed them, but with the minimal the minimum uh, amount of effort that you know that that uh, is itself necessary to uh, 
to keep them alive. And that's the main that's the main point of our of our page is a interesting little statement that says that no animal is richer than the pig and no animal that is poorer than the dog because the dog has no way to get food on his own, her own. It just uh, requires people to take care of them. And the pig, on the other hand, no animal is richer than that because the pig can eat anything anywhere. Uh, basic, basic idea that when animals are dependent upon you, that's when your stewardship kicks in. The only other thing that I want to mention on our page is a small linguistic comment which illuminates not the Talmud, but it illuminates a famous Bible story that you know. Uh, when Asaph, back in uh, Genesis, uh, comes in one day from the field, Esau is famished, he's hungry. Esau is portrayed as a, as a basically a big doofus. He's portrayed as a physical guy, a man of the field, but not a sophisticated guy, whereas his brother Jacob is uh, Ishtam Yosheb Halim. He is a pure person who dwells in tents. And I would say that over the course of Judaism's history, uh, naturally we have identified with Jacob, but, but not only in, in the sense that Jacob is the character who is our ancestor, we've identified with the style of Jacob. Quiet people, they sit in tents, not, not hunters like Aesop, by the way, Tsar Balea Chaim, the commandment not to cause pain to animals is one of the reasons that it is invoked in Judaism not to kill uh, not to hunt animals for sport. Um, Esau is Esau is the uh, is the hunter, the wild man. Jacob is the intellectual who who likes to read, who sits quietly. Okay, so this is certainly a, you know perhaps a a caricature of Jewish self-identification, but it is a feature of of Jewish culture. Esau comes in from the field. He's starving to death. Jacob is cooking, and Esau says to him, Ha'aliteni na min ha'adom ha'adomaze. Feed me some of that red stuff that you have there. Well, this word haliteni, lamed ayin tet is the Hebrew root, is not a common word at all. It's not used again in the Bible, and it's not a common word. Uh, but it is used on our Talmud page now in the Mishnah on Tractate Bet, refer referring to the way that animals are feed are fed, and it says malitin lasarnegolim. You can stuff the face of chickens. So, I, I, what I want to point out about this is that there's a, a, a kind of a literary fine point in the Genesis story that the word that Esau uses, that Esau uses for how he wants to be fed, is how an animal is force fed. Uh, I hope that the next time that story comes around, you read that story in the synagogue or in some other way, you'll remember this that the, that the small literary detail is. And even the word that Esau uses for his own desire to eat has a resonance to a classical, you know, Hebrew speaker as treat me like the animal, stuff that in the stuff that in the in the trough before me. And I think that's one of the ways the Bible makes meaning out of that story. That's who Esau is. He's he's the wild animal, and Jacob is, as the story tells, the the more refined uh, human being. All right, thanks for studying these pages with me. We're almost done with this tractate, and I, we're almost done with this tractate, and I look forward to studying more of this and more of more tractates with you, and wish you well. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently, and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the opening and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epichorus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.